want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. Tuck in the guts, guys. We're the Ghostbusters. I am the one who knocks. My dark passenger. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Don't call me Junior. I certainly hope this little incident hasn't put you off guard, miss. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Hi everyone, welcome back to Talking Geek, the geeky show where we talk all things geeky. I'm Danny. I'm Heidi. So today we're going to talk about The Mandalorian. Um, Disney Plus TV show. Everybody knows. Two seasons. So what are everybody your, know? So well, what are if they're gener- listening to us, they know. What are your general thoughts on the show? Just overall, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not a particular season, but no. just as, as a show. Yeah. I like it. I'm glad it exists. I'm enjoying watching it. I'm happy it's only eight episode, only eight. Like I think somewhere between eight to 12 is a sweet spot like short seasons because mm-hmm. of the way that they're doing storytelling where it's semi-serialized like there's there's a there's a through part there's there's an arc but there's also an aspect of um kind of flavor of the week to each episode too like especially in season two where it's do something to get to the thing to get to the next thing to then get to the thing that you need for the thing it has an element of that that i think would overstay its welcome in 24 episode season but mm-hmm. Um, in general, yeah, I, I enjoy watching it. We pounded through it over the course of about two days, which tells you that we... For season, for season, for season two, two, right? Yeah. Because like, we waited until season two was over to watch it. To watch it. Um, season one, we watched it week to week. True, yeah. I just I like being in the Star Wars universe. So in, in general, as long as there's a good story to tell and it's compelling and the characters have motivations that are understandable, good versus evil is usually going to be a good story. So yeah, what, what I, do you think? Um, I enjoy it, but I wanted to piggyback off something you just said. You just mentioned um, like you like being in the Star Wars universe, but I get tired of hearing or um, when I hear people saying like like they're tired of like the Skywalker saga or like like the Skywalker characters or like you know characters that we know. It's a whole universe. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that, I always say, or in my own head, I'm like, I come to Star Wars for like the Star Wars, like the things that I associate with Star Wars. If like there's often it gets criticized that Star Wars stays too close to like everything's associated with the star with yeah, Skywalkers and stuff. But the problem is that's the through line. It it is the through line, and I agree. I just wanted to say that I um, like this show, but this is a tangent. So I'm, I'm starting the episode off with a tangent, but that often I maybe it's just like the the podcast and stuff that I listen to, but I, I often hear like let's get away from the Skywalker, like like let's explore the universe more. But I'm like. I don't want to stray too far away from what I know from Star Wars, or else why even like, like it could just be another sci-fi series that's like disconnected completely. Yeah, and the thing like, that, who cares? The, the only thing that connects it is that the bad guys are, you know, whatever they're being called, whether they're the dark side or the you know whatever the bad guys are called. I mean, whether you're if, the first or the second or the third trilogy, like if you had nobody that we knew, and it was set in a time period where there was no Jedi mm-hmm. or Sith. And there was like nothing to connect us. Then like it might as well just be a different series, like a different like sci-fi series altogether. It's true, and and I'll tell you, I read some sci- some Star Wars comics. I read Star Wars Adventures, which is an, it's an all ages book. It's more aimed towards the younger generation than it is adults, but I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that is individual issues. There's no arcs. There's no everything is a one shot. 
And they have, some of the issues are called Tales from the Outer Rim, where they are just random characters telling a random story. And the only thing that like makes you even know it's a Star Wars universe is the design of the droids or that a stormtrooper is there. And those stories tend to be less interesting than the ones with Chewie or the, you know, I, they're, I still read them because they're a part, I, I buy it in trade format and I still read the Tales from Outer Rim stories that are in there, but they're not as interesting to me. I agree. Yeah, I just wanted to call that out there because like it gets, I feel like I hear that all like that criticism all the time, like let's get away from. But there's no Skywalkers in the Mandalorian, so yeah, but we're you enjoying just, it. You mentioned like, you know, it's it's in the Star Wars universe. So it's just like, yeah, yeah that discussion had nothing to do with the Mandalorian. Yeah. I guess it does in the sense that we, there are people. But there's in, connections. There there's, is connections. It's still that. during there's, the time frame that we know. We well, go and to, there's settings we know too. You there's go Mos Eisley. There's Tatooine. Yeah, you, you go to Tatooine and um, locations that we know. So all that aside. Um, yeah, who's the, to say that that saga, the comic that we read, that could theoretically take place in the Star Wars universe in a completely different remote portion of the galaxy that knows nothing of whatever else is going on, you know, because mm-hmm. it's a war between what a planet and its moon or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's space. It's a space odyssey. That that could be the Star Wars universe. That like. So getting back to the Mandalorian, the show is just on the periphery enough of like there's characters that we've know from previous Star Wars um, mm-hmm. things. And it's 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 expanding the universe just enough where I'm comfortable with it because there's locations and yeah. the feel is right um, and and it feels like Star Wars like that's the that's the thing I I remember when the show was um, was being advertised and the production and what got me was that the I I, I don't remember the exact specifics of the first trailer but I, I remember it was um, the production values like it looked like a movie in, in yeah. the terms of and I have to give um, the Mandalorian some huge credit. Like it looks like a like they put movie production. I think they did, yeah, in a TV show. And I think it has to do with like there's a whole making of on Disney Plus. Like mm-hmm. I think a whole like, like I th- think it's like a feature length making of. And I know that they use I'd like, like their, to watch that sometimes. And I know that they use a really um, uh, cool way to project like the. Um, the scenery mm-hmm. so actors actually they're not acting against the green screen like there's actually like a giant screen behind them that helps and so the, um the production like the, the show looks gorgeous it and does i was reading on wikipedia earlier today that the idea for this show has been around for a while but it was thought to be too expensive to do but now that the tv model has changed and shorter seasons are more acceptable and and there's this direct-to-TV through Disney Plus versus having to air on something like ABC. It, it just changes things for TV, and what wasn't possible eight years ago is absolutely possible now. So so what did you want to talk about with the show? Is there anything that you particularly like wanted to talk about? I mean, there's cast, there's music, there's there's storyline, there's all, like, whatever. Like, where do you want to go? I honestly hadn't given it much thought beyond let's talk about The Mandalorian. But we could start with season one and go from there. I wanted to keep it more general, um, but we can go with season one. That's fine. With, uh, I I wasn't sure how much like specifics we were going to get to in plot. So go ahead. What um, start with season one? Oh, I just liked it better than season two. I think is really kind of where I was going with it. I season one felt more serialized to me because there was the the plot of the child and and everything having to do with 
getting the child and then escaping, you know, making the decision, the Mandalorian making the decision whether or not to give up the child to, you know, his original um, job, basically. And then Mm -hmm. once he decided, no, I can't do that, and then just running, like, it felt very just cohesive and just like a very long movie and with some side quests kind of thrown in there. And I, I really like that approach. And I think they maybe deviated from that a little bit in season two. I think partially out of necessity because, you know, he wasn't being tracked down as as much. And, and now he needed he had other things he needed to accomplish. And so I just, you know, I, I like season two. But I'm hoping when it comes to season three that they have, like, a more consistent plot that maybe takes over the course of all eight episodes to to work through. What did you, what, did you, did you feel I, similarly? Well, I agree with your praise of season one and I apply that to season two because I think both seasons, like I, I, I don't like one more than the other. Like, mm-hmm. like to me, they're, they're equal in terms of enjoyment and they're also equal in terms of, I, I, I don't feel like season one was any more serialized than season two. No, I did, but I still um, really enjoyed season two. Like we said, we and, watched it and, over the course of two and a half days. Mm-hmm. I mean, we pounded through it. And so I, um, I, I think season one was good, but I think season two was equally as good. And I think the show is just really well done in general. I think the crux of the show for me is, well, obviously the the Mandalorian. And he's just a cool character. Um, he's got such good principles and morals. And, I mean, he stands for something. That's kind of like that. I was, yeah, that's true. I, and I wasn't even coming at it from that perspective. So I that's even more to think about because I was just coming at it from the the design of the of, oh, his suit of his armor is cool the just his swagger the the voice the sort of just calm voice that um that I forget the name Pedro of the actors Pascal. um which and, and I wasn't familiar with that actor at all before this show I wasn't either um apparently I've heard that he's on like I, I think some Netflix shows like Narcos I think or something but I was not familiar with him but he just he even when things are when um, the crap's hitting the fan in the show, like he doesn't really yell. He sort of just has like a cool, mm-hmm. calm one's a cucumber. Like, and, and they, that's supposed to be his like character. Cause he's supposed to be a badass. He's supposed to be like one of the badasses of the badasses, you know, he's yeah. a, uh, you know, and you know, the Navy seal of this world where he's, you know, he's, he's the elite of the elite when it comes to, and he knows he can get jobs done. Like he's never like, well, I get, he's got that suit, which is, I mean, if you had a jetpack strapped to your back and you had a flamethrower, and you had the little like missile things that you could shoot out of your your wrist. I mean, you'd probably feel like a badass too. I mean, on top of his just really good acrobatics and, and fighting skills, but I mean, he's got all the bells and whistles. He's he's kind of like James Bond in a suit. And I think he's um, just a just a really cool character. And I'm sort of glad I, I didn't give it that much thought before the show came out. And actually, I was confused at first that it actually wasn't i mean i knew it wasn't boba fett like i didn't go to episode one Mm -hmm. but i was confused as to why they would make a show like with this guy who makes this who wears the same armor basically as like boba fett but it's not boba fett yeah i didn't know it was like a creed or a religion like i didn't know any of that but i think it works out so much better because to be honest i think boba fett's one of the most overrated characters in history like not just movies like i think his like i don't that's a big claim in all of history yeah like because i don't understand where the like the yeah, his, love of his part Boba in the movies Fett comes is from, actually pretty I, mean, I pretty small. I think it has to do with we were later because we you know we were born 
um, in 85, both of us. And so yeah. we missed the whole um, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars toy phenomenon. And we there's did. a whole episode of the toys that made us on Netflix about Star Wars toys. And it was a giant phenomenon. And I think that's where the love of um, Boba Fett really came, really was, mm-hmm. um, because it didn't come from, I, there's no way it came from, you know, the just little... Just the part in the movie. Well, just the part, I mean, he was, the first time anybody ever saw Boba Fett, so the first time anybody saw Mandalorian armor was in the animated section of the Star Wars Christmas special, and I'm sure that it flashed with yeah. people. And his 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 role in episode five um, is not, I mean, he's one of the, like, bounty hunters that are yeah. there that are supposed to bring in Han Solo, but his role is not very big, and... Maybe I'm just wrong, but I don't feel like it like was that's enough. It was justifiable. I really do think it came from the... And I've listened to a ton of podcasts about people talking about Star Wars toys. And mm-hmm. um, it seems They made like, a big deal out of the Boba Fett toy, even in the toys that made us. There's yeah. a chunk of it about that specific toy. And so coming at it, like, I mean, so we were born in 85. Like, you know, we're really not coming into our own watching movies until, you know, and and really picking up and, and um, on things and, and watching things that were older um you know mid 80s until like you know the early 90s uh and so the the star wars phenomenon we grew up in a time when the star wars period was kind of cool it it was cooled until um episode uh one came out in 99 and that was you know that we we were in the lull period like there was no star wars like star wars toys weren't a thing when we were kids i mean i think there was like random ones every now and then but they weren't like ninja turtles was the big thing yeah we i mean we had some in my house because my older brother was born in 79 and and you know he he liked star wars or it was given to him as a gift so we did have the toys but i was too little to really think anything of it and he had star wars sheets but i grew up not seeing the movies until i was in high school and I saw the movies, but to me they weren't like, and I thought they were really fun. But they like to me they weren't this huge phenomenon. They were just one of the other movies that we had in the house because they were just double taped on TV. And I grew to love them. Yeah. But in isolation, like I actually didn't. It's it's interesting being you know our generation where, you know, I had tons of VHS tapes, but um, like who knew? Like like I mean, as far as I knew, I was the only person who had ever like I was like, ooh, I discovered this gem that nobody knew about. This yeah. You know, my dad could have rented this. Yeah. unknown obscure did, movie from the, you didn't from the have movie the, store called the internet where you could just google it and see what the rotten tomato score was and and look up the plot on wikipedia and like you couldn't couldn't look at all that stuff up so yeah. all that to say that i think boba fett's incredibly i mean i can't even overstate how how um how overblown i think boba fett is and so i wasn't but the trailer for the mandalorian looked cool and it did um so we have a whole new character, and I and, and he has a name that's not just uh, Mandalorian or Mando. He actually like they he has an actual name, but I can't recall what it is. Um, but his character is awesome, and just everything about him. I think his his weapons, his sort of, his like gun that he carries is almost like a rifle that he slings on his back, and yeah, that's, that's awesome really cool. with this huge. Um, it's got the, this huge kind of cool. I, I believe it's like a like you know a cu- couple feet long wooden like handle at the end of that rifle or what or whatever that weapon is is really cool. And then you you can't talk about the show without talking about uh, Baby Yoda or um, Grogu. Grogu now. Grogu. And so we got a name in season two, and their dynamic makes that show like it um, does. He's so cute and he's so he just gets in trouble. He's mischievous. He's constantly eating disgusting foods, which makes me laugh. And the Mandalorian, Mando, I mean, he's 
he's basically thrust into fatherhood, which is not something he asked for. I mean, he was trying to earn some money and go for for a, a job. He was a bounty hunter. And now all of a sudden he's trying to keep track of this precious, you know, who knows what he is, really. We say precious because we, we assume that he's he's something important since the dark side is going after him for his blood. But... Mm-hmm. Well, we, I don't think we really knew it was his blood that, you know, in season one. But still, he's thrust into fatherhood. He's got this this youngling, this young child who's mischievous and gets into trouble. And, you know, not too much trouble, just enough to be funny. I like the kind yeah, of relief. Yeah, they're, they're the, the pair of Mandalorian and um, Baby Yoda is so well done. And you really believe that... He, the Mandalorian really cares for for um, he does, and... but he, he doesn't care like he doesn't show it much, but it comes through every now and then. And Disney did a good job of sort of not putting that in any of the marketing or anything. Like I had no idea. I mean, he finds the child at the end of episode one of the first season, and then his name is Din Djarin. Djarin, by the way. Okay, I knew. Yeah, yeah that's that's right. I. But... It's much that. easier just to say Mando or Mandalorian, but I I knew that and I forgot it. Um, and so you you meet Baby Yoda at the end of episode one, and you don't know that like the whole crux of the show is going to be around protecting this kid, and yeah. um, and he's it's it's interesting. Like I heard, I read, or I think they even said on the show that he's like. I'm not sure if they said on the show or somehow it was came out that like Baby Yoda is like over 50 years old. Yeah, and he's, so, he's about 50. So what's weird is when you think about Yoda, like, I don't know if they've actually established that he's the same race as Yoda, but you, I imagine he is. And so, like, assume. in episode six... I would he, think of it as, like, species. I don't know. Race, what did I, I guess say? Race. I guess you could say race. Yeah, usually, in my head, it's species. I think, like, well, animal, usually, but usually, it's humanoid. Well, yeah, it's it, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm a, you know, I read comic books, and they always talk about, like, different races of aliens. Yeah, that's true. Aliens. I think it's interchangeable um, in that sense. And... So it's I, I I think about um you know baby Yoda is really in sort of you know conducts himself like he's in he's basically like the equivalent of like a one year or like a two year old child yeah and but it makes you think though because if if he's over fifty years old how fast do they age and how quickly how old was Yoda well, well how long no well Yoda specifically said in episode six that he was over nine hundred years old okay which seems like forever but if if he if he's still at this developmental stage at fifty years, yeah, how long? At what point did Yoda actually become a master? You know, if and childhood is proportional, unless maybe childhood's not proportional and you become an adult faster, you know, I mean, in 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 human lifespan, if a lifespan's eighty years, between you know your first twenty, you're becoming an adult. So like twenty five percent of your life, you're basically a child. Maybe it's not the same for. Yeah, for them because twenty five percent of nine hundred years is quite a long time. I wonder if there was a reason why they put that time frame at fifty years because, to me, it seems it makes it a little bit murky in relation to Yoda because I'm like, like when Yoda says that in episode six, you're like, oh, he's been a master forever, like he's really old, you know, because he probably you know, and because he was you sort of like, or at least for me, I sort of put on like um. Yeah, because it's 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 when he's talking to Luke, mm-hmm. like when he's like in his hut, and he's like, "When over nine hundred years you are, or something like like that." Like so, there's a, and so we know that Yoda's around, like you know, nine hundred years old, and so 
um, it really makes you, it puts things in a little different perspective. If he was like yeah. an infant for like the first hundred or like, you know, a, a toddler for like the first 50 for sure. Cause Grogu is yep. 50. And so then, you know, if you double like the, if you take like, try to take human development and like apply that, even like, like doubling that to a hundred years, if it's 11%, like, let's say Grogu would be the equivalent of like a, like, what would you imagine he would be the equivalent of at in 50 more years, the equivalent of like a 10 year old. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So I don't think Yoda, so it it like puts into question, like, I don't think Yoda was as much as a a master for as long as it sort of made it seem like he was only if like childhood in that species is proportional. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, there's some species out there that three weeks after they're born, they're out and about and away from their parents. But so. it sort of, it sort of muddies up Yoda. But outside of that, I think, cause they could have just not even mentioned how old yeah. he I, is. I mean, it, it kind of gives them an out for, for however long the series runs for them not to age up Grogu. I mean, they could just leave him well, as that's a toddler. True. It gives him, gives him an out for that. So getting back to um, the relationship between the two of them, it's such a crux of the show that at the end of season two, Grogu is taken off and to go train with uh, Luke Skywalker. And so then you're like, I hope season three, like they get back together for whatever, like some reason. I mean, yeah, like it doesn't work. I don't think the show works. I mean, I mean, I guess I have to have faith. Like they've done two spectacular seasons, I think so far. So I have to give the show some faith and trust where they would go. But in my mind, I'm like, if they don't get back together for some reason in like episode one, then like, the show has lost something, but I have to, I trust them. Well, I think what, what works about it is you have a loner in the Mandalorian. He's very clearly a loner. And then you thrust upon him a foil in this child whom he, you know, like I said, is now all of a sudden he's his father figure and this child who's mischievous, who's like the antithesis of him basically. So you'd have to replicate that with yet another character. You'd have to bring in another foil and, and then it would just feel forced. I think. If you tried to bring in some other character and force the the comedic element, because Baby Yoda brings a little bit of comedy, he brings a little levity. I mean, some of the other characters do too. Grogu's not the only one who brings the the levity, but I think that's partially why it works so well. And if they don't keep that combination, I'm hard pressed to imagine a different character who could be a good foil for Mando and not feel contrived. Yeah, I agree. And so I, I, but I think they will, through some reason, try to get you know they'll get back together. Yeah. So, so Luke, Luke gets called away on a mission. He needs to go do something with the rebels, patrolling so the galaxy. Who knows? What I think is really cool about the show, and they've broken the rule a couple times, but is that because of the Mandalorian creed, he has to keep his helmet on all the time. There's I what I I wish he would have kept his helmet on 100. percent Like I wish we had not not that. I have a problem with Pedro Pascal's face, but I think it would be cooler like if we never saw his face at all. Like if it was yeah. never the helmet was never taken off. Because he took it off at the end of was it it was the finale of season one, I think. Yep. And then like the second to last episode of season two. And they're big dramatic moments. Like they they make it in the the way it's written, it's like a dramatic moment that he has to take his helmet off for whatever reason. Right. Um but I, I, I think it would work better if he if he didn't at all. And he really had that air of mystery that we did not know he looked like at all. I think it was really cool that he showed his face to Grogu. When did he do that? That's at the end. I mean, that's what he does in season two. Does he not? Like, I thought oh, that's... no. He was... Oh, actually, you know what? That works. 
Matt, I actually wasn't talking about that. I was talking about when they were at the um like the um they oh, were well he switched helmets which is a little no different. they were when at he put the, the stormtrooper helmet on or whatever it was but then later in that episode he took it off and he had like the whole last like quarter of that episode he had his helmet well not the whole last but like they were when they um oh he was forced they were to... they were sitting down with that uh with the uh yeah. the higher up military guy and he and we had like a whole scene with yeah him where he doesn't where have he just had, doesn't have it on and I was like oh. Like not that I, I I just think he's a lot cooler of a character when his helmet's on, and it actually if we had never so I'm glad you brought that up because I completely forgot about that moment. Mm-hmm. And it, how much more impact would it have been if we hadn't even seen his face in season one yeah, or his face yeah. two episodes or like one episode prior in season two? Like if that was the moment, actually that would have been an awesome moment to do that. Yeah. And but it the show had already. Uh, you know, blown its load with showing, and so true. It, but they had, they still had never done it in front of Baby Yoda, so, so it still had. I to me, it still had impact. I but. completely agree with you, and I forgot about that moment because I was criticizing the other moments of the show because, and and I agree that was a cool moment, and it would have been even more impactful if they didn't show his face, and so. I'm just a big uh, proponent of keeping that helmet on, just because it's yeah, he's, I, he's he's much cooler with that. Helmet. I understand the actor's point of view. You What's know, his point of view? he would like some screen time of his face to like help with credit of him playing that role. Oh, well, because then you could, on you, you like, could easily replace him with anybody else and use a voice actor or whatever kind of. you needed to like, tell that to any animated, like voice actor ever. Yeah. Um, you but, know, but this isn't animation. It's screen time. I mean, he's, he's an actor in a, in a very popular TV show yeah. and nobody knows it. I mean, his name is in the credits. Yeah, yes, his name's but, in the credits. But he doesn't like, he's not going to get recognized by just Joe Schmo. Well, you know, so he can make know. lots. I mean, I guess I don't have. I yeah. don't have sympathy for it because, well, I'm not an actor, so I mean, I guess you want to have your face out there in certain roles, but but I he's mean, got Wonder Woman. Maybe it's because he's not a big enough a big enough actor. Because yeah, I mean, if you're a big enough actor where people just know you, yeah, then if you do a matter. role, because I mean, like Tom Hanks in Toy Story isn't whining. I mean, it, it's it's an animated movie, but he's not like complaining that you know he doesn't. Like, yeah, or like but Buzz he already Lightyear. had like an established voice and whatever. So, it, you know, or like Buzz or like any animated actor or voice actor, you know, that's, you know, you don't see their face. I would put it more similarly to like Frank Oz, where he's always behind the scenes, like doing motion mocap and, and whatever, but he's still like acting in a movie. Yeah. Or any, um, what's his face from Lord of the Rings, uh, who, Andy Serkis, who's the only time, he, I mean, we've seen his face, Andy Serkis, like he had a role in, uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, The Prestige. He had a kind of a cool role, and then he yeah. had a. I forget his role. He was in like, he was in um, uh, Avengers two. What, what was that one called? Like, what was the? He like was in Wakanda. Or he like he like was uh he had a guy with he was like missing an arm. Winter or something. Soldier. No, uh, Avengers two, where um, and I can't remember what Andy Serkis did there. So we so we do see Andy Serkis's face. Age of Ultron. Age you of should Ultron, know that. Yeah. Ultron's your guy. After I know, Daredevil, I, I like forget the order that the movies came in with, like Infinity War and Age of Ultron. Like I know all the movies, but I forget the order sometimes. But Andy Serkis plays a guy who's um, like in Wakanda um, in Age of Ultron. Yeah, in Gollum. For, and, I mean, he. But a, but I guess like he has his face out there. I guess like if you're a medium actor, like you're not, or if you're if yeah. you're like a B list actor or even C list, I had never heard of him before. Like. I guess if I've never heard of you, I'm going to put you in the C-list category. Not not in terms of talent, just in terms of notoriety. Fame. Um, so, if, But if you're a C-list actor, then I guess you might want to have your face out there. And if you're um, you know, an A or B-list, then you're, you're comfortable in, in your 
you know, you can have your face covered. But getting back to what I was saying originally, I, I think he's much cooler with his helmet on. And uh, apparently, Pedro Pascal was in the fourth season of Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah. We, un- un- I mean, I say unfortunately, like you and I aren't interested. I no. could see you, like you like fantasy more than I do. Yeah, but not enough. I, I've read some fantasy stuff, but really minuscule. I mean, unlike some shows, like we tried uh, Mad Men, and we just didn't like the first few episodes. We just didn't keep watching it. But we didn't. We have not even watched a second of Game of Thrones. I've never seen a second of Game of Thrones, and I'm not. And I'm. It's never interesting. I, I, I just know it's not for me. Because I, I, I mean. Was it on this episode? Was was it on this show where I was just you know spouting my you know just com- where I'm not a big fan of fantasy in general? So yeah, uh, we did talk about Game it on of Thrones just isn't for me. So I didn't know he was on that. So people, that was a huge show. People should know him from that. He should be apparently punk- he was in seven episodes. He should be okay keeping his helmet um, uh, off. I mean, and he's done or, a lot of just or, random TV, like an episode here and an episode keeping there. Keeping his helmet on. So who is your favorite side characters in the show? Um, I really like the character played by Amy Sedaris, who is, you know, when he, he flies, the the chick with the crazy hair who will watch Grogu and and like fix his ship. Okay. So I, I think she's just funny. She's quirky. She makes me laugh. I like her. Um, she's really just a side side character. And then I, I like the, the chick who ends up joining the rebel alliance at the end. What's her name with the short hair, the wrestling girl. Oh, Gina Carano. Yeah, I like her character. Yeah, she was in season one and two. Yeah, and I liked her a lot. Yeah, uh, she's my second favorite. My first is uh, I, I don't remember the character's name, but the guy in season one who would say like, "What was his phrase?" Like, it, oh, it I, is, uh, I, have I have spoken. spoken. I have yeah, spoken. the short, the short little guy. I forget what his. So he was with the mustache. He was. I liked him too. Um, I liked him a lot. He's probably my favorite side character. I was so really far. sad when he died. And then I think Gina Carano's character is my second favorite. She's sort of just a badass uh, uh, on the show, and uh, um, I have I have not followed it at all. But I know she's in like a bunch of heat for like you know the Twitter mom is coming after her the uh, for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I know I know I've, I've been seeing like the hashtags like fire fire Gina Carano. So we'll see if Disney caves to the pressure. Although they caved. For, on James Gunn and fired him, and then they hired him back later anyways. His name is Kuil, by the way. K-U-I-I-L. Okay. If that's how you pronounce it, I'm not 100% sure, but Kuil. Quill. Oh, Quill. Yeah, I remember him saying, calling him Quill, but I was thinking Q-U-I-L-L, but Kuil, like K-U-I-I-L. Now, we didn't gloss over it, but I don't think enough can be said about the production values. Like, this show looks phenomenal i'm trying to think of a show that we've watched i mean I, I i know people have said that game of thrones you know speaking of game of thrones again that it looks like you know a movie the production values are huge but i don't yeah. know of a show i have no idea if, if the production if it's like one of the most of the shows that we watch if it's how expensive it is but it Not looks either. expensive like the cinematography i love the pictures at the end and the credits yeah the I, art is so good i want to talk about the in a little bit because i want to talk about music um but we can talk about that now i think the music for the show is awesome. Um, I bought the theme, only the theme, but I bought the theme from, uh, because it was a little overwhelming in terms of when I went to look up the music to buy, because I like the show, but mm-hmm. I'm not in, like, I don't, I like the music, but I'm not in like, it, it was really granular. Like there was like, you could buy like 
each episode you could buy like the soundtrack for that episode. So I mean like eight episodes and then like there's like five. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I like if there was like it's got to be compiled. If season one had like a season one soundtrack, I would like buy that. But there was um, when I looked on YouTube Music, which does not exist anymore. Uh, last year when I looked on YouTube Music to buy some music from the show. I was like, whoa, there's like I don't know what to buy here. So, and so I just bought the main theme, which the main theme is far, far away from John Williams, but it's awesome. Like it doesn't you know, this actually is where you know, I used to think that without John Williams style sim- symphony style yeah. music, that that's Star Wars. Um So they, they recorded the original music with an actual seventy piece orchestra live. And so because of that, and then they augmented it with synthesizers and stuff, they released, like you said, a soundtrack for each album. Episode? For each episode, yeah, for each album. But then with COVID-19, they recorded their orchestral music remotely or in small groups for the second season. So that one they actually put out in two albums. So each each album covers uh, four, four episodes. Maybe I'll look into that. So that's but, a little bit easier to but, obtain. Yeah, season one was just too overwhelming. I'm like, I don't want this much Mandalorian music. So, I, a lot. so I just purchased the main theme, which is awesome. The main theme for this show is awesome. The music in general is awesome. And, yep. and the main theme is always played over the end credits. And it really has a Western feel. And this, this, I, and I think this show really feels like Mandalorian's a space. Mandalorian's like James Wayne, or James Wayne, what am I saying? <laughs> John he's Wayne? the dude, yeah. He's the, du- the Duke. The Duke. That's what, yeah. The... Not the dude. This is not the Big Lebowski. <laughs> Which, that's another movie that we should watch, maybe review. Because speaking I, of. We've this, only watched it once. The and new my Lions memory... coach looks a lot like the dude. I think that movie is overrated. Me too. But I've only seen it once, and I mean, maybe need to revisit it. And because you and I watched it, I feel, or I think you and I watched it together, and I remember just first time I ever saw it too, and I wasn't. And like, I remember not being away. like, although to be honest, I'm not super. Uh, I'm not like a gigantic Coen Brothers like um, mm-hmm. uh, fanboy, like in the way that I would be for other directors. Um, but yeah, so so the Duke, uh, the show really feels like a space western more than. More than uh, um, the original Star Wars or, or other, it really feels. I mean, he he's like the lone gunman. You know, he is the, and I think it's set up like. Um, I mean, it's not. You know, I'm not. You know, discovering something that other like the uh, yeah. the show the show creators knew this, and that's where the you know the music really plays into that. It has that yep. Western Sergio the, Leone. The first sentence of your Wikipedia the Wikipedia page is the Mandalorian, an American space western. I mean, it, it's what it calls itself or yeah. what other people do um i agree and i'm not one for westerns typically but i i like this feel i like the the lone lone ranger type guy so what i i do feel like i like in star wars because i you know i had my uh soapbox rant at the beginning of the episode about <laughs> not wanting like if i want to watch something star wars i want it to be heavy to be somewhat relatable to either some characters that I've seen before or the characters that somehow like yeah, the universe like is to tied be together. Tangentially related but, at a minimum to the universe. But what I do think I like is when they play around with the genre conventions of of it. Because I mean it's Star Wars, it's science fiction, but you have Rogue One, which is like a I mean, it's basically a military film, like a military yeah. um heist film kind of like mm-hmm. and it really has a war like I I say military. I, I mean heist. more like a war film. It feels like, uh, you know, um, just it has that the tone and mm-hmm. of, uh, I mean, they're going to 
I mean, they're, they're speaking they're, into they're, a war zone they're going behind, behind enemy lines. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it could be like, you know, a World War II or, or, or any or any movie where you're trying to like just go behind enemy lines. And, a, and, um, and that movie is awesome. I'm a huge fan of Rogue One. And I, I think you have here, you have Mandalorian, not a movie, but it, it's a, uh, you know, it's in the Star Wars universe, and it's a Western. Like, right. this is a space Western, and I think it real works really well. But it's still true to, to Star Wars tone, which is tropes of good versus evil, seriousness mixed with humor. You know, there's there's some certain elements that all that link all of these things together. Like, there's a certain playfulness that's in all of the Star Wars movies, even going back to episode one with Jar Jar Binks, even though a lot of people hate him. Like, there's, there's a playfulness throughout the entire nine movies i'd say you lose a little bit of it maybe in episodes eight and nine but Mm -hmm. there's there's still aspects of it that that shine through and you get that with the mandalorian too and i I think just disney does a great job with that even looking at like the marvel cinematic universe you see those through lines and they did the same thing i think that was actually a good framework with marvel cinematic universe in the way that winter soldier is a different kind of movie like captain america winter soldier is different than ultron than than ant-man like they had to vary it up or otherwise it's just you know same old shtick different characters yeah that's true that's that, disney's that's true. really that's, good at that that's a good point um so do you have is there anything else you want to talk about i think we've covered a lot of the mandalorian and everything i've kind of we've covered the art we've covered sets we've covered music we've talked about oh do you have any oh i actually you mentioned at the beginning um that you and 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 that you thought season two was a little less serialized. I, w- I wanted to just um, get your thoughts a little bit more on, like, do you wish the show was even more serialized or do you sort of like it where, like, an episode has a little bit of a through line, but, like, he has to go to a planet. Like, like there's at the end of an episode, he learns that he has to go to one uh, planet. Then mm-hmm. the next episode starts, he's arriving at that planet. Then he, like, yeah. gets, like, some something some mission that he has to do on that planet for for that episode only yep. and then and then he learns okay i have to go somewhere else and so then each episode it I'm really is torn like honestly i'm very torn because you get more variety and chance for interesting characters and people when it's go to the thing and do the thing and then do the thing for the other thing when we you know when you're kind of doing that approach and I think that's how we got some of the characters that we've come to love, you know, with Quill and in, in season one, like like those kinds of interactions happen because he he is has to help people, and I think that's also what helps us see the, the humanity in the Mandalorian because he doesn't just leave these people stranded. Everywhere he goes, somebody needs help, and they recognize he's a Mandalorian. And he doesn't turn the other cheek. Like, he helps them. Yeah, he is. And and so I, I don't think they can be successful and stray from that. I think he has to continue to do that. And so, you know, I really, really like it being serialized. But if it's too focused on a common goal that's Mando-centric, like just what he needs and he doesn't help others, I think the show would lose some of its magic. I agree. I agree. That's a good way to put it because... I I, I I would put the trust in the writers that they could do a full season because we always say, like, take Daredevil or, or yeah. whatever, that it's like 13 episodes. We're like, that was good, but it'd probably be tighter at, like, eight episodes. Right. But Mandalorian is, like, eight episodes. Like, they probably have a, a solid story, but I do think that it works really well, and um, I think the structure works really well as is. Some episodes are, I don't like as much as others, mm-hmm. 
Uh, and actually, when I'm thinking about it, I, most every episode in season two, I really liked. But I can think of a couple episodes in season one that I wasn't crazy about. Um, and we pro- and we only got them mostly because yeah. of the episodic like nature yep. of the show. Like I remember the episode where he meets. Um, what's his name i know the actor's name is bill burr the the um and he comes back in season two but the episode where we meet bill burr and his crew in season one and you have clancy brown is also in that episode i don't think that was not my that actually was an episode that a lot of people i remember really liking it wasn't my it was not one of my favorites Mm -hmm. and it really was sort of a bottle episode in the sense that it didn't really relate too much to the Greater plot, and that's sort of the Mandalorian rise that line where those episodes will be serialized and episodic, sort of in the same episode, which is yeah. Weird. His name is Mayfield, by the way. Um, and I remember that I wasn't crazy about that episode, and there's like, um, even though I said I really liked Gina Carano's character, I, I remember the episode where we meet her is I believe he's on, he goes to a planet, and it's sort of. I don't remember. It was like episode three or four, and or um, season one, and there yeah, there was there was like a, a woman and her child. Exactly, yeah. and I wasn't crazy about that one. But in general, I like the show because you get really awesome episodes. I think the I think it was episode one of season two where they're on Tatooine and they have to take out and destroy the sand monster or like the sandworm. Yeah, that one's that episode awesome. was I awesome. Loved it. I agree. And and I liked when they were, were had to sneak into the base and they had they were carrying explosives and they had to be really really careful not to to lose the explosives and all the other transport, um, transport, not ships, but I guess like land rovers were blowing up, but they managed to not blow theirs up. And so they were these heroic bad guys essentially, because they were posing as, as the, the bad guys, but it it was just good. So who is your favorite? Uh, we, we said, who's our favorite, um, side characters, but -hmm. who's your favorite character that we've seen on the show? that we've seen in some other Star Wars, like, who is not a new character. So, you know, we have Boba Fett's been on the show. Yeah. Ahsoka's been on the show. Um, uh, who else has been on the show that we've... That that ties it back to the original? That ties it back, or that we've seen before. Like, we've seen Boba Fett in other movies. We've seen Ahsoka. Well, I actually... This was my introduction, but, I mean, she was probably, part of... Probably, I would have to say, um, Lando, I think. Lando's not in this. Isn't he? I thought Lando no, was in the getting, very beginning. No, you're confusing. Oh, uh, Carl Withers. You're Carl Weathers. Carl, yeah, Carl Weathers. And so he's new for this. Um, but I actually really like. I do really like his character also, Carl Weathers. Um, but it's not. It's not yeah, Lando. He's new. I got. Yeah, you're so right. The, I was confusing him. You're right. He's he's playing um, a different guy. But I don't know. I don't really have like a a favorite character that's from the original series is boba fett's fine like yeah i agree. brought him back but he's still just a bounty hunter like, he's fine he he served his purpose he made a deal with mandalorian helped him save the child now he's gonna have a spinoff show that i don't really care about that was gonna be the, the next thing i was gonna uh pick your brain about was uh the spinoff shows if you're interested in them so there's gonna be a boba fett show and a ahsoka show and i don't really know much about ahsoka because up until recently, I had never watched any of the animated Star Wars stuff. I just recently... I didn't know how much you knew her from the comics, because you... She she appears in the comics, and she's a character, but because the Star Wars 
like the original Star Wars, I'm only like 12 episodes into, so I'm not real far. And then the adventure comics that I read, they're all individual one shots. So mm-hmm. she's appeared, but you don't get a ton of like character development in a single issue. So um, I don't I don't really know much about her. And I just watched the Clone Wars movie over you know a few days ago <laughs> yeah, a few days ago yeah i agree with even though i asked a question i don't really have a favorite i don't either of i i just the, like recurring people i guess like from but, the original but there is even though i'm not like the like I've, i I said boba fett's a like one of the like not one of the most overrated character that i can think of um the just having him there though and mm-hmm. is being portrayed by the same actor uh what's his um Tamora Morrison is his name and having him portrayed by the same actor who played Jango Fett and now he's getting a chance to play Boba Fett. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's cool and it ties it back and it has that connection, which again, I'm, I, you know, I've said multiple times on this show, I, or on the, yeah, on this show that I want a connection. I don't want everything to be separate in Star Wars or else I would be watching something else. I don't, if, if I, I enjoy going to the Star Wars universe to sort of, to have some sort of anchor to, to that universe and um so i like seeing boba fett here because it, it's an anchor to previous movies and to previous history yeah that that we can tie in i mean they don't explain really how he got out of the sarlacc pit but he but he did but and he did. so yep. and you don't really know that when you see tim timothy oliphant and he's got the boba fett armor you just think oh here the boba fett suit you just think mm-hmm. oh he he found the suit somewhere near the pit and you don't realize that Boba Fett's still alive. So the only other thing to ask is, what do you think about um, 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 Juan Carlo? Or how 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 do you pronounce Carlo? How do you pronounce his first name? John Carlo Esposito's character. John Carlo always plays a good villain. I like him. I don't, also, I don't feel like we have a ton of backstory, a character development. We know they're trying to use the child's blood to grow something. Maybe maybe watching Clone Wars, you'll fill in some information because I I don't think his character is on the Clone Wars, but his saber that that dark saber that he has mm-hmm. um has been like we've seen that. And I only know that from listening to some other podcasts that have talked about Mandalorian, like his and he sort of has a cool like it's like a sword saber where it's yeah, like it's, very cool. it's like a lightsaber technology, but it has like the point of like a sword. Yep. Whereas you know lightsabers are more like you yeah, know, it's it's a like cylinder. Too, it's like too thin um lines that like meet it's it's it, like makes the outline of a sword yeah i mean it, i mean it looks like a sword just like in lightsaber yeah. form um which is cool and so that is from um uh the clone wars and yeah. so i don't know anything about it or maybe it's rebels i don't know either like, i don't know anything about I'll, it but i'll watch the clone wars slowly and see if i find it but i, but I, I don't know anything about it well look look it up real quick while i finish wrapping us up here because um just look up where it was seen but I, I guess just to finish my thought i i do think he he plays a, a convincing villain even if we don't know exactly what he's going after and more so, I think, in season one than season two, just because of some of the... There's some bigger battles, I think, in season one than season two. Although there's still some badass battles in season two, so I don't know. He's, I, I, I think he's he's convincing as a bad guy, and I wouldn't want to cross him. Oh, I want, I, I want, to, I want to shout out um, the episode... I, the episode... I think the two coolest episodes of season two, although season two is really good, but it's, it's just more fresh in my mind. Season one was really good also. Season two is just more fresh. Was the the sandworm where they had to team up with the uh, the what are they called the the Tuscan Raiders 
um, on Tatooine to take out the, yeah. the giant sandworm. That was awesome. And then the snow one where they're in the snow and there's the giant, um, there's like the giant snow, uh, uh, the snow arachnid or whatever. Like the, that was a really cool episode. Yeah, where and it's that, like attacking that's the episode ship. That's the frog keeps, episode. Where Grogu keeps eating the... The, fro- the eggs. Yeah. Um, he was, yeah, he just kind of like sneaks in and keeps eating them. It reminded me of when our children break into like the candy jar and they're eating candy when they shouldn't be. <laughs> and then they have that like guilty look on their face. Yeah. And I'm not super excited about... It says the Darksaber from... My online search says the Darksaber was created for the Clone Wars with guidance with the guidance of George Lucas. Um, maybe, maybe while I'm talking real quick, you can like what episodes or like what season, just cause, so you'll know, like, you know, or you're not waiting. Like, and then what? it does show up in the star Wars rebels episode called trials of the dark saber. Okay. So it's got, you know, it sounds like there's a, um, plenty or not plenty. I mean, I don't know how, how much it shows up, but I do know it shows up. And so, um, but I was going to say that I'm not super looking forward to the Boba Fett or the Ahsoka shows. Because I don't know Ahsoka really at all. I'm not, um, I don't, I mean, th- what we saw of her in Mandalorian is the most that I know of her. And, but yeah. if if the quality of the Mandalorian, like, it, the quality of the Mandalorian makes me interested in watching the shows, not from the, not because the characters are, I feel like are super compelling, although maybe, maybe they will become super compelling on their own shows. Mm-hmm. But if this, if, if any of the, like, same creative um, juices are, are in those shows then those shows should be excellent i mean because if you would have said beforehand like are you interested in a show about a mandalorian you've never met before you know the answer was no i mean i think i mentioned that earlier like the answer is no but the show was super well done so if it's compelling if boba fett is done super well then it's going to be a good show and you know worth watching and also um same with ahsoka so uh, I, I guess in Disney. Well, and Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson is a very good actress, so you know I I have some trust in in her choices as well as the writing and 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 that too. So oh, I do have one more thing. I had like I'm a fan of just tell the story in the length it needs to be. Like I Me really, too. I really like that the episodes don't have to be the same length. Um. I mean, and that's what we have now when we're, where we're in the era. I mean, we've been in this era for a while, but we're in the era of streaming TV because you don't have a, a particular time block that your show is airing in. So you don't have to write to, you know, I have to write 42 minutes because I know there's going to be, you know, 18 minutes of commercials yeah. or whatever. And so you can have some episodes of Mandalorian are 38 minutes 30 and min- some are 54. I, I mean, some, I think there were some episodes or at least like one episode in uh, season one that didn't even hit 30 minutes. And then there were some that were over 50. And so I like that, that they're able to have that freedom to just tell the story at the length that needs to be. Um, By the way, the Darksaber's first appearance is in the 12th episode of season two of the Clone Wars TV series. Okay. So you don't have to go that far into it without, I mean, it's season two. Yep. But uh, but then it, it, it shows up in lore throughout after its introduction. So you have to let me know, because I'm actually not interested in Clone War, the, so I have no plans to watch it. But if you like start watching it, you're like, this is Danny, you're wrong, it's awesome, then maybe I, I'll watch it. But I'll it, let you know. I don't have plans. But so even, I guess my my last thought is, even within like streaming TV, it I feel like it's still the exception for episodes to vary in their length. I still feel like most shows even if they are a streaming show, like a Netflix mm-hmm. show, I think they 
still stick to it, like whatever their time limit is. Um, well, I think they aim for a target plus or minus a few minutes. Like I'm watching Your Honor, which is a Showtime show, and you know it's it's 55 minutes plus or minus three or four here or there. They're not all exactly the same. I just watched The Outsider, also another Showtime show, and they varied between 55 minutes and. 68 minutes or so i mean there's there there's you can tell they're mm-hmm. aiming for an hour but sometimes they're under and sometimes they're over but i i like that it, it could be anywhere from a half an hour to an hour so i just for example i brought up um the history of swear words it's a yeah. comedy show on netflix that we've just been watching where they like, each episode yep. covers a different swear and word. that feels very every episode like is exactly 20 minutes yeah it feels um, like it too. i mean there's no, and, and but it, it doesn't have to be in the days of streaming but mm-hmm. so that's why i think you know you just listed a couple shows but i still think in general the um the convention is to yeah. have it be the same like i'm looking at well okay here's, the history of swear words isn't telling a narrative i mean it's here's the toys that made us each episode is either 45 between 44 and 46 minutes so like that's like a two minute wiggle room right essentially the same length different of time. kind of story though because it's not it's it's giving you the history of something it's giving you interviews inner intercut with well that's with true clips. i guess i'm not like, talking about narrative you you need to um, compare to something that's narrative driven what do, what do we watch on netflix that's near that's on uh, narrative or i don't well, know we watch californication it's another showtime show though so i guess yeah that would have been the same not a fair that would have been comparison. the same length. plus it oh because that was on tv yeah you're right that was back um, in in the days of commercials so actually marvel you know we're talking marvel and disney what like, division well well yeah look up wandavision real quick but i'm also going to look up daredevil while we're talking and I want to see what the episode lengths were on Daredevil. I, I think they did. I think they would vary on on um, Daredevil. So let's see here. So Daredevil season two. Yeah, I think it did vary. They would vary, although not by a ton. They're either like between like fifty minutes and an hour. Um, oh yeah, we like we just watched Cobra Kai, and those. Oh yeah, are, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. They range from. I think there's one here that's 23 minutes, and the longest one is 37 minutes. Yeah, so so, so they range. So that's but, about a fi- that's a 15 minute difference. Yeah, it is. That's a it lot is. In... But I just appreciate in in I mean that's one of the benefits. I mean there's there's many benefits. I mean yeah. being able to just be on your own schedule when you're watching TV for streaming content, but not being held to a commercial time frame like you know there has to be like being fit into a time slot really i think has allowed narratives i mean same with i mean it, it sort of puts it on par with books i yeah. mean books can have a now you know a, a novel one chapter could be 10 pages the next chapter is 15 pages and another chapter is you know uh, the chapter and so it's it's analogous to that i think yeah. where chapters can be as long as like like i'm reading um i'm reading uh stiff by mary roach right now and each chapter sort of covers a different aspect of um something to do with dead bodies for instance like chapter one was mostly about how the medical field like the struggles they've had to get dead bodies to use for Mm -hmm. research and things and the next chapter was all about decaying bodies and things and and those chapter lengths are different yeah it takes the the amount of pages that it needs to tell the story and so i appreciate tv that does that incidentally wandavision is there's only four episodes out so far but it ranges from 29 to 36 minutes so it looks like it's probably going to be a little bit tighter of a window but who knows okay so that's all I have. You want to say where they can write us an email? You can write us to talkinggeekpodcast at gmail.com. Only one, well, no G's actually. Talking, well, one G in the middle. Talking yeah. and then geek. One no, G. No G no. at the end of talking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
All right, everyone. Stay geeky.